This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop, or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, another episode of the Mountain Vision Podcast here. Um, on this one, I sat down and had a conversation with Charlie Barberini uh, with the Golden State Guide Service. Um, he's doing some really cool hunts out in the bay uh, for divers and, and um, sea ducks and scoters and stuff like that. So, um, But yeah, go check him out. You can find him at golden underscore state underscore guide underscore service um on instagram or just type in golden state guide service and it'll pop up but um go online www.goldenstateguideservice.com check them out there book a hunt or just go check out his other page uh just charlie underscore barberini um but yeah check him out look him up on youtube too he's got some cool stuff tangle free did a video with him and um i think he's got a couple things on youtube too on his channel. But anyways, go check them out. Uh, it was a good conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think you will too. So stay tuned. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Charlie? What's going on, man? How you doing, dude? Oh, doing good. Right on, man. Hell yeah. Right on. Are you out so there? Uh, lo- what you looking for on this thing? I don't know. Uh, just, I just kind of like what you're doing, dude. I just keep seeing, seeing stuff pop up left and right. And I just, I just watched that uh, the the Charlie show on YouTube a few minutes ago. Oh, cool! <laughs> Hell yeah, no, it was cool. Yeah. Right? It was funny. I was just in Tangle Free and I was telling him about the podcast, and then Kirk, you just sent him a friend request on uh, Instagram or something. He's like, "Who this guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's him." <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you're. I think. I don't know. I, I haven't been following you that long. I just kind of noticed you like a few months ago, and then. I saw your guys' when you guys posted your new logo and stuff for your for your. Oh gut. yeah. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's sick, dude. It's just like, I don't know. To me, it kind of like, it, it has like a California like swag to it, like a swagger to it. And I'm like, dude, this yeah, is yeah, sick. That's my goal, man. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, so, so what's the premise of your podcast, dude? Is it like all California people, or what's the deal? Is it a California thing? I mean, for the most part. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna probably like always like limit it to that but um yeah. I, I just kind of started i started it like back in may or something so it's pretty new and i just i just kind of yeah i've just kind of pretty much for the most part so far just trying to kind of like highlight some of the california hunting and hunters here locally and oh, stuff like that cool. yeah so but yeah and i kind of you know like for me i I've been waterfowl hunting mostly, and then I just kind of got into big big game over the last five years or so. So, you know, right? Like, I, I was just going to kind of base my the, the podcast like seasonally. Like right now, it's waterfowl season, so I try to like get some get some waterfowl guys on. And, and hell then, yeah, dude! Yeah, man. So well, very cool. Yeah, dude. I actually, I just I already started recording, so. Oh, oh, shit. All right, on. I could uh, could, could edit some shit out. I usually just, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, dude, you know what? Like, 
sometimes the beginning of the conversation ends up being like stuff that I should have been recording anyway. So <laughs> yeah, good to have it. I'm like, just keep it raw, dude. Heck yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, can you hear me good? I'm in my truck. I'm on my truck speaker. Is that good? Yeah, actually, it sounds good. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I figured. I don't know. Everyone has kind of different schedules. I figured doing the guide thing. I'm sure you're up hella early every morning. So I figured like this would probably be a good time for you. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. dude I'm like, I actually, I was bad today. I got a good little nap before the girlfriend got home. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just snuck away for like an hour, so I'm feeling good. But yeah, it's been every day. You know, I get up about four o'clock. Yeah. Hell yeah. So are you? Uh, well, shit. Maybe I'll just start like the be. What? What's? What's kind of like some history on you, or like what's your story? Like, have you been hunting your whole life, or are you? Uh, like, what's the what's the Charlie story? So yeah, um, you know, I started hunting when I was about twelve. My grandpa had a duck club. He passed away, but he had a duck club in um, um, in the valley, kind of right by the Sac Refuge there, across from Lambertville. Oh yeah, and. Uh, he started taking me up when I was probably about 12, got me into hunting. And then as soon as I could drive, I kind of was nuts, dude. So I was all over the place once I got wheels, chasing ducks. And then, you know, all through high school, I was helping some guides down here in high school. And then I got a job right before I got out of high school to go to Alaska um, and work on a fishing boat. And then the guy that was my captain on the fishing boat also owned uh uh, outfit for a big game at Salaska. There's his name's Frank Sanders. And so I started packing for him. And then I got my guide license. Okay. Time, got my captain's license up there, started fishing, running a boat, and then kind of just went from there. Hell yeah. Just, so yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just pretty much dove, dove right in. And, oh, sorry. Yeah. I think the phone cut out a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I dove right in, dude, right out of high school. Nice, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, before you before you have your hands full with uh, marriage or kids or anything like that, you just dove right into it. So nothing holding you back. No, no, it's kind of funny, dude. All the old-timers would always tell me, too. You know, I'd hear it all the time. Oh, dude, you're living the life. Don't stop what you're doing, man. Yeah. Don't you get a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, no, she's a good girl. Um, but, uh, no, dude, it was a lot of fun. So about the last 10 years, I've been pretty much uh, traveling duck gypsy, I guess fishing too, but uh, all over the place. I've guided a ton of states and uh, got to hunt a few different countries. And, yeah, dude, kind of just wherever the wind blew, I, I went. Hell, yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. That's hella cool. So what do you uh, – what – how do you, uh, how would you compare like hunting out here in California compared to other states? It sounds like you've kind of been around, um, to multiple states and had some experience kind of all over. What What's your like comparison from like a waterfowl standpoint? I know big game, big game numbers are pretty low here, but, but as far yeah. as waterfowl, you know, um, California, it's got more hunters in it than any other state. Yeah. But the problem, like in the Midwest, if you find birds, and you know, it's all agriculture. If you find birds on a field out there, for the most part, it's not very hard to knock on a farmer's door and get permission. You know, even guiding, you know, all the outfits I worked for, we paid for our fields by the day. But, okay. you know, you just can't do that here. 
um, which I find is one of the hardest parts, especially in the Valley for, you know, hunting in California is everyone's got these year leases and they're all stacked on top of each other. So where in the Midwest, you're kind of following the birds and you're finding where they're going here. You're kind of limited to location, but we have also are very fortunate for our refuge system. You know, I mean, the, the public land that we are able to hunt in California is pretty dang good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's very, it's very fortunate that, you know, there's so many different refuges and so many options for guys to go hunt public land where, you know, in the Midwest there's refuges too, but it's nothing like the Sac Valley where you got five refuges and then you've got Grizzly Island in the Bay and all the other different public land spots. And it's just, it seems like if you're, if you're hungry for it, you can get out and make something happen in California on public land. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. This year, that that's kind of my main thing for the most part is the refuges. I mean, I, I hunt clubs and like buddies boats or whatever when I can, but like, I don't, I, I don't, I haven't put in for a club yet or anything like that. So, but the frustrating thing this year with the refuges is like, I usually take my trailer out and stay there and like do that deal, you know? And if I don't have like a resi, I'll get a lotto or or whatever. But this year with COVID going on, they're only doing like one lotto at a time and you can't use your, right now you can't like stay the night in your trailer or anything. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're making it tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough right now. I'm like, dude, I can't even, like the other day I went out just for an afternoon hunt, which I haven't done that in years, like at a refuge and shot a couple, like one pair, one pair of mallards came in and I doubled up on him. And then that was the only opportunity I got, but whatever. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you're the guys that are, uh, you know, the refuge rats that are good at it out here. I know they're, they're not being able to be as mobile as they used to be with yeah. the, the old COVID rules and all that. They used to bounce around and now it's a little more constricting, but it yeah. seems like if you put your time in, you still get after them out there. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? So what's your, uh, what's your, so how long have you been like guiding for then? So you pretty much started hunting and like when, like you said, when you got your license and then started going to Alaska, you just started kind of getting into the guiding thing right away, huh? Yeah, I've pretty much guided full time since, uh, I graduated high school. Right on. Um, between helping guys down here, getting jobs in the Midwest, uh, Alaska, guiding Alaska, guided for sea ducks, mostly king eiders up in Alaska for three or four winters. Uh, kind of just bounced all over the place guiding, uh, you know, and then it's kind of one of those things. It's the water, especially in the waterfowl community, it's a real small community. Once you've got a name in it and people kind of know you, you know, more job opportunities pop up here and there. And, yeah. Um, and I kind of was a guy that always liked to take it, you know, I like to always like to move around different areas and try different, you know, different stuff. Yeah. So you're, uh, so like, so like your waterfowl guiding experiences, is it like based mostly around like, like sea duck hunting and stuff like that? Or you do? No, I, I started, you know, like I said, I, I, uh, when I was in high school and stuff, I was helping some guides out here doing mostly sea ducks and divers. And then I went to Alaska, and I did the Eider stuff up there, Harlequin, Old Squaw. Yeah. And uh, then I got into the Midwest, and most of that was uh, Lesser Canada Geese, uh, Mallards, uh, Big Canada Geese. And then um, I did what I do, three years of the late season in Arkansas and Missouri for snows as well. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah, no, it's mostly, you know, the puddle ducks and the, the geese. I really enjoy chasing geese. Yeah. Yes. Out in the Midwest, especially the Lesters are a lot of fun. So that's kind of like, as far as the last few years, it's pretty much just been Lesters. I mean, we did Mallards, too, in some spots, but, you know, day in and day out, we were, we were chasing Lesters. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny, like, in other other states, it seems like the majority, you know, people are lining up greenheads, like, you know, just piles of just Drake Mallards <laughs> left and right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all they got. Yeah, dude, and here it's like... I mean, you can you can do that, but you just got to be in the right hole or whatever on a yeah, good, people, good day. Like, people in California don't realize that, like, they're they're shooting Drake Mallards because that's about all they got is Mallards, you know? Yeah. They, in some spots, they've got, you know, other stuff too, but it's not as diverse as, like, hunting wetlands in California. Yeah. Yeah, like, everyone here wants to shoot greenheads, but all those guys probably want to shoot some cinnamon teal and some pintails and shit. Oh, exactly. Widgeon and... <laughs> Oh, yeah, you should see in the Midwest, dude, when the pintails come in, flock of pintails, people, these guys, you know, especially even guys I'm working with, they lose their minds. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's funny, you know, and then, you know, you get the guys from California out there, and they're just all greenhead hungry. Yeah. Those guys, they want to shoot anything different, widgeon, pintail, they just, there's just not as much of them out there as there is mallards. Yep. That's funny. Hell, yeah. So what's up with the what is what's up with that that Charlie show that I just I just watched on YouTube? It's like, so is that a, was that a t- something that Tangle Free put together or what? Yeah, that was a promotion for Tangle Free we did a few okay. years ago. Um, it was just a cool video they wanted to do. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was something fun. Yeah, it was cool, dude. Is I don't know, I, 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 the whole thing was kind of put together pretty good. I like the the music and the, the style of the show. It was cool. Yeah, it's kind of got that Cali swag to it, you know, and and that's kind of, I think, what Tangle Free wanted because they've done, you know, quite a few of those videos, but they're based in Concord, California and, uh, um, you know, right in the Bay. And it's kind of cool to show, you know, their neck of the woods through a video like that. Yep. Hell yeah. So you, uh, it looked like some of your pictures you gave photo credit to Brandon Fiend. How do you know Brandon? No. We, uh, we just became friends, mostly through Instagram, um, both Tangle Free guys, you know, Corey at Tangle Free has always told me, he's like, you gotta meet this kid, yeah. really talented, and I was already following him, and I think I, I don't remember if I hit him up or he hit me up, but we came, we came out on a scoter hunt with me, and we just became good friends, in fact, he's home for Christmas, uh, I think he'll be out hunting with me the next couple days, and putting something cool together. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool, so, man. Uh, no, excited for him. He's been um, he's been out in Nebraska working at Prairie Rock Outfitters and uh, having a really good time. It seems like yeah, he's right been, up his alley. Yeah, he's been busy, dude. I I was trying to I was actually trying to get him on here. Uh, it's kind of uh, he's just, he's so busy, dude. Like every you know, like every day he's like, oh, I'm going on a, on another whatever shoot for like SRS or whatever. Just you know, left and I don't know. It's always something, but like it's funny because he went to. Like my my nephew went to school with his brother or something, so it was, was kind of funny. My my family or my uh, my brother and my nephew were like, "You should check out this guy Brandon Fiend on Instagram." And I was like, "I, I follow that guy already. <laughs> like yeah. dude, that dude's an amazing photographer." And they're like, "Oh yeah, my you know he went to school with his brother or something." So it's kind of yeah, small very world. dedicated too. He's about one of the most dedicated dudes I've ever seen. He'll sit in one spot for hours trying to get the perfect shot yeah that's cool man 
Hell yeah. He's got some skill. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. But so what so if someone wanted to I think I I think I actually messaged you a couple or a month back or a couple months back. I, I want to book a hunt with you guys. We've just been on a budget right now, but maybe maybe next season I'll do it for sure. Because dude, it looks like you guys have a blast out there. But like if if someone listening wanted to book a hunt with you guys, what's what's the what's the going rate for a gun? So we charge two seventy five a person a day, and uh, you know a, a group I like three to four. Um, uh-huh. We can do five if we're hunting divers off land, but, you know, and then there's kind of two options. We do diver hunts and scoter hunts, um, and you might shoot some divers when you're scoter hunting, and very rarely do you shoot a scoter when you're diver hunting. But, um, yeah, you know, we meet, depending on where we're hunting, we'll just meet at a boat launch in the morning, head out, go hunt all morning, and see what happens. Yeah, hell yeah. And this year's been awesome, man. I mean, just bird numbers are incredible the hunting's been incredible it seems like day in and day out just been beating their ass so it's been a it's been a pretty good season that's cool dude so are you uh are you guys pretty much how how many days a week are you guys are you you guys have a group out there uh pretty much every day you know i've got uh i mean pretty much every day of december i'm working um and then i've got some stuff i was planning on going out of town um for new year's and i'm not now so i've got some openings there and i've got a couple in january but yeah i mean there's some stuff open but definitely pretty booked yeah i like to i like to hunt every day if i can hell yeah so what does that mean for you like as far as guiding i'm are you ever allowed or do you ever have time to pick up the shotgun yourself or what (laughs) you get clients asked but at the same time you know it's it's one of those things it's like if i shoot my seven ducks that's seven less ducks out here for the next guy yeah, and you know I'm making money on it, so I'm just hurting my own stash by shooting them. And then the reason I'm home full time this year is I came home to hunt with, uh, you know, hunt with all my buddies like I used to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just busier than hell. It's like nothing's changed. You know, I'm home, but I'm still working every day. Hell yeah! But I enjoy it. You know, I've 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 been fortunate to hunt so much and hunt all over the place that uh, you know the the. The trigger time's not what I get into anymore. Yeah. I, I really enjoy getting other people on stuff they've never seen. Um, awesome hunts, you know, lots of trigger time. Like watching my dog, uh, stuff like that. Seeing other people excited is what gets me excited anymore. I, I've i just done it every day of the season for the last 10 years, you know. it's Yeah. It's not about the killing for me anymore as much as it is about the killing for everyone else. Yeah, just the whole, just the whole experience getting out there and, like, you know, going through the motions of doing the hunt is 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 the fun part you know like whether you pull the trigger or not is like second to that pretty much exactly i had uh you know it was like the other day i shot with a client i had uh just one guy flew in from louisiana and um we shot our he he came out for golden eyes and scoters the first day we did scoters the second day we did golden eye and bluebill and uh he shot his birds just shot drakes you know it was only needed seven of them and and then we were going to go, and I'm like, oh, dang, we'll sit. I'll shoot him. And then, you know, I shot one, and it was pretty fun. It was just a pretty classy gentleman shoot. Yeah. Shot all drakes, and, you know, it prolonged the hunt. But if anymore, it's pretty rare that I'll I'll shoot my birds on a, a guided hunt. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Especially if the clients aren't done, I'm not, I'm not pulling the trigger. Those aren't for me. They paid for them, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they're not done yet, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. 
And then know. it's also one of those things that they are done. You're not, you know, nine out of ten times you're like, all right, well, you guys hold tight. It's my turn. Yeah, you but guys. Now, hunt's, hunts over when they're done. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, you guys sit here and watch me for a couple hours now. Yeah. All right, yeah, you guys are good. All right, let's hang out. Yeah. Pour yourself some coffee, boys. Time to get a shooting show. <laughs> no shit, huh? No. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean. Hell yeah. Don't do too much hunting for myself. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Do you ever just take da- do you ever just take days off, like just just so you and buddies can go out, or do you just kind of use those days as like fill in days on? Like, you know, it- I kind of yeah. If I'm gonna hunt with my buddies, it's kind of it's kind of days that I haven't booked. Just like a random. I'd love I'd love to you know mark days off for everyone. It's like I was gonna go to Oklahoma and hunt with some friends out here over New Year's, and it kind of just fell apart. And so I'm booking that now, but, um, you yeah. know, I only got three months to make my dough, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Got to make it while you can. Yeah. So what is your, what does the rest of your year look like? I mean, you're doing that for over obviously waterfowl season, but like, what are you, what are you doing over the summer? Is that when you're going up, you go back to Alaska and, and guide fishing every year or? Yep, yep. So for the last 10 years, I've been running in Alaska during the summer for halibut, lingcod, rockfish, silver salmon, uh, mostly halibut, but do some other stuff. This year, I'm actually in the works of uh, getting my own boat for down here. So I might be staying local this year, chasing sturgeon um, pretty much right after waterfowl season, oh, stripers yeah. in the spring, halibut, and then do sil- or king salmon all summer long. Nice, dude. <laughs> yeah so that's kind of my plan um well that was good. i love alaska i hate to leave it but uh it's just a better opportunity down here yeah well when i first noticed that you were doing like like guiding for fishing too i was like hell yeah dude i'm gonna book some trips this summer and then i was like oh fuck he's in a Ala- he's going to alaska to do that shit i was like damn it i can't afford yeah, to do no, that every I, year. I should, <laughs> yeah no i should be i should be down here this year that's the plan anyways i don't know I don't know if it's going to go through or not, but that's what I'm working towards. I should know in the next week or so. Nice, dude. That'd be cool. New, yeah. Another new adventure. Heck yeah, dude. Got to keep moving. Did you, uh, so did you just start, um, uh, wait, it's called Golden State Guide Service, right? Golden yes, State. Sir. Yeah, yeah. Did you just started that this year or? Yeah. For, okay. So as far as the name goes, I've been guiding out here kind of word of mouth for a while mostly november before i head to the midwest uh-huh. a couple hunts a year but as far as full time then you know as far as golden state goes this is its first season okay yeah it seems like it just popped up out of nowhere and you're everywhere now i'm like what the hell <laughs> yeah carpet bomb yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no it's been i've been pretty fortunate to have a lot of guys put my name out there and uh to be honest, I'm surprised as well as how busy I've been and how much exposure I've gotten for the first year. It's uh, it's past my expectations for a first season, so I'm I'm very thankful for that. It's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I think just the whole, I don't know, your whole thing you got going on with the just the the whole, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it's got like this California swag to it, the logo, like everything's just it's cool. It's like not like a hunt that everybody gets to go on. It's not like a normal experience that everybody gets to to do. So it's like I'm sure people are lining up to do it. I want to do it. I've I've been on a couple hunts like that. Um, just hunting off islands though for for scoters and divers and stuff. But 
Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so it's it's fun, man. It's it's not something that people get to experience on a day to day basis. So. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been really good. Yeah. Do you uh, do you you know you know Gordon Fowler on Instagram is like North Bay Fowler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was out hunting with him earlier this year, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, do you ever, do you ever get after scoters and stuff like that? And he's like, Nah, dude, Charlie Bar- Charlie Barberini's got that on lockdown already. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's, no. <laughs> it's a tough. It's tough. Not only is it tough to figure out, but you know, you're not out there in a little mud boat. Like, you need the big equipment. Yeah. Lots of equipment. You know, the knowledge. Your your tides are a huge thing. Weather's a huge thing. So. It's it's tough for a lot of people to get dialed, you know, into it. Yeah, yeah. I think he kind of easier to pay me to go out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you know? he made it kind of sound like he prefer, he prefers like hunting, you know, more puddle ducks and stuff. Anyways, but yeah, dude, it looks it looks like a blast to me. So yeah, we'll have to get you out next season. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to I'll have to line that up. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be on the lookout to see if you get that fishing thing going too, because I'll probably do that this summer if if there's some openings, so or if you get that thing going. Yeah, you know, like I said, I've uh, I've kind of found a boat that I'm looking at, and I hate to say too much because I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, my my plans to to hopefully be rolling right after duck season, and you know, start chasing sturgeon pretty heavy, and then uh, kind of just follow the fish around as the season goes. Uh-huh. I like to get up in the delta and you know chase a lot of uh, stripers, and then you know real early summer be doing halibut and salmon, and then salmon the rest of the summer. Okay. So nice. we'll see. Hell Hopefully yeah. it works out, man. If not, I'll be up in Alaska. Hell yeah! It won't hurt, it won't hurt my feelings too bad, but <laughs> darn no, I it! Definitely want. I know. Dang it! I got to go catch giant halibut in Alaska. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, not a bad problem to have. No, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So what is your, when you're, when you're hunting out in the, so are you hunting in the bay or are you outside, like out, out in the, the ocean? Uh, the bay. So I'm all inside the bay. Oh, okay. And oh. then pretty much, you know, all over the place. It just depends where the birds are. They move around. There's different pockets of them. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in just one spot in the bay. I'm pretty much across it. Okay, right on. So what, what, what is your decoy? Uh, I don't know if you want to give away any tricks or anything. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, no. For what but, do I use for decoys? Well, I was just curious, like, how, because I know you guys set those things up on, like, long lines and, like, put an anchor yeah. at the end. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, all, us guys that hunt the valley don't know anything about that stuff. So I was just curious. <laughs> oh, no, it's common knowledge, you know, like. For guys that do it, it, there's lots of videos on it on the internet. I run, you know, I run two 12-slot bags with for my long lines, you know, so I run 12 decoys uh-huh. on each long line. There's an anchor on each end, and basically, you know, every couple of feet, there's one clip, and, uh, um, you know, they each got their own slot in the bag. Anchors go in the bag, and it's easy, so I'll throw two of those, and then just depending on weather and tide and all that, and then I'll mix in about 30 or so singles and for that's for scoters and then you know so yeah. it makes it in, build build up with the rest of it but you know compared to like a lot of uh a lot of the sea duck hunting that other people do 
the, the San Francisco Bay is so shallow in most areas. I'm not having to throw these ridiculous long lines with 30, 40 feet, even longer of rope. You know, I mean, I'm majority of the time I'm hunting four to 12 feet of water. Okay. So it's, so it's not like, you know, like a lot of the guys are, you know, they're, they're running long lines and they're going way down there. And that's the main reason you run long lines is so that you're not throwing singles out 40 feet deep, you know, and we don't have to do that here. Okay. Gotcha. So the, the, the end closest to you, is it like, is, is that end anchored also like anchored? Yeah. So there's an anchor on both sides. Okay. Yeah. I was always curious, like, how does that work? (laughs) Yeah. I've actually just started throwing like a heavier anchor on one side and that's usually my up current side. Okay. That one, so that one doesn't move as much and then I can use my lighter one and kind of twist the line on how I want it to look. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much though, like every day for the most part, I'm throwing like a goal post, you know? I mean, I'm having, I want the birds to land in between my two lines. So I'm running them out and then I'm running my singles close and the, the sea ducks are just like any ducks. They're going to go to the heaviest concentrated part of the raft. Yeah. Just like geese in a field or anything else. So, you know, that's always closest to you. You pile them up right in front where you want them to land. And I like to run stringers out of my long lines and that kind of just is some directional stuff for them. And yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how they come flying in. Like they just, they're just super low, like just kind of skimming the water. <laughs> just so it's so oh yeah, weird. It's so different. Yeah, they and they fly so much faster than they look like, especially the scoters. You know, you think they're moving pretty slow, and hey, you could have the best shooters in the world. They always miss their ass on the first couple. Yeah, well, even if because they yeah. they're hauling. Yeah, well, it seems like they're like a lot tougher of a bird too, isn't it? I mean, aren't they like? I mean, I've only been on one one hunt in the bay like like that like for for scoters and it it seemed like you had to like a lot i don't know it seemed like a lot of the time they didn't just drop when you shot them like you had to shoot them no, no two, they got bulletproof vests on man <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> you can't no you can about hardly kill a scoter is it it's, a, it's yeah. the toughest duck in the dang world what's <laughs> the, the toughest one i've ever hunted they're literally bulletproof yeah what's the deal is it is it their skin is it the fat is their it fat skin's or? really their skin's really thick. Their feathers are really tight. Like it, it would about rip your fingers off to pluck a scoter. Their their feathers are just so thick and in there. Uh-huh. And like you can grab a scoter when like it comes back from the dog, and a lot of times you can shake it and pellets will fall out of it. Like oh, really? that are just in the feathers. <laughs> never even broke the skin. Dude, yeah, I just remember when we were out there. It was like. I mean, there were some birds that we shot like five, six times. Like, dude, what is the deal with this bird? Is not fucking. Oh dying. yeah, they're bulletproof, <laughs> man. Uh, but what? What's the deal with? Uh, like, are you ever worried about your dog in the bay? Like, I mean, with sharks and stuff like that, or? Uh yeah, I mean, not so much in most spots I hunt. It's more the sea lions when they pop up next to them, you know. Yeah. Um, I had my my old dog. He's still around, old Buck Nasty. He's uh, <laughs> he's ten. He's retired. One okay. time we were hunting, and um, some widgeon actually came in. It was in the bay, and some widgeon came in, and we crippled one and sailed it off. And I sent him on it, 
and he's going out there and he's probably 20 30 feet from the duck and a shark jumps out of the water and eats the widgeon oh shit. fully out of the water Dude. yeah we were i was running to the boat to get the boat to kind of go try and get the cripple and then the two my two buddies were standing on shore one of them had binos on watching the cripple because it was getting out their ways and old buck nasty was getting out their ways <laughs> and uh and i was running next thing you know <laughs> the duck's gone and i'm more like uh Buck, come back, buddy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, they're out there, but that was a that was a different area. That's a real sharky area, a lot more ocean esque. Um, as far as in the bay, we don't really. I mean, sharks come in, but where we're hunting, it's you know leopard sharks and sand sharks and stuff like that. It's not going to really harm your dog. Yeah. Damn. I've dude. never seen like a great white go cruising past them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy uh, yeah but you know it's like there's this definitely the sea lions they're the ones that have never had an issue but there's been a few times where they they've tried to steal cripples i think they can smell the blood pretty good like sharks and uh they'll come by and the dog will be retrieving and um you know they get pretty close a few times so i haven't luckily had any issues but i'm more worried about them than sharks yeah for sure damn that's crazy dude yeah, that's not something that we, the only thing we worry about in the refuge is like walking out in the dark and maybe there could be maybe a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to the, yeah, that. The refuge or something, but yeah. Uh, a raccoon, a yeah. rabid raccoon <laughs> yeah. gets you in the ankles. Well, dude, the only thing that usually happens is like your dog gets sprayed by a skunk or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's a, that does ruin the day kind of, but. That's actually never happened to my dog, so knock on wood. Yeah, dude, you just jinxed yourself. Yeah, I know. Well, my dog passed last year or the year before now, so got to get a new one. Got to get a new one here soon. Oh, good. But hell yeah, man. So what's what's up for uh, you got any what – what does the rest of your season look like? You just kind of just finishing up waterfowl season here, guiding and – you doing? Are yep. you, do you have any like late season uh, hunts planned? You or anything? know, I was kind of trying to plan some stuff that kind of fell through. Um, as of right now, I might do some fun hunts. I don't think I'm guiding any late season stuff this year. Okay. Yeah, um, planning on doing some turkey stuff, fishing hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully the fishing thing that'll that'll just carry on as soon as waterfowl season's over and then turkeys in the spring and yeah fish all fish all summer dude i'm ready to start hosing some fish i've been jones and really i've been out duck hunting every day and all the guys are going out sturgeon fishing right across from me and i'm i've got the itch <laughs> hell yeah I've shot, enough, I've shot enough ducks this season it's time to start hosing fish yeah hell yeah and that's it's funny all that when i'm hunting all i think about is catching fish and when i'm fishing all i think about is shooting ducks <laughs> that's uh, funny huh is it is it hard for you to like i don't know for me like when it's big game season it's it's hard to like focus on i don't know dude i have like an add problem or something like when it's one season i have to like have full attention on it or else I, i'm just like all over the place like i don't know like when big game season's here and i have a have a tag to fill or something i'm like I just fucking fill this tag so i can move on with my life dude i yeah, got like yeah, duck season yeah 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 i mean for me, it's pretty much if it's waterfowl season, I don't touch a fishing rod. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't fish when it's hunting time, and I don't really hunt when it's fishing time. 
dedicated. <laughs> yeah, you got you know, but it's different. I'm making my money, so there's no point in me going out and yeah, fishing yeah. when it's I can make my money hunting. You get that done, and then you just move on to the next. Yeah. Well, this this year, like, I I didn't fill my fill my deer tag, and then I, you know, and then I still have a bear tag in my pocket, and I'm like, dude, it's duck season, man. Like, I can't. I just like I just want. Yeah. Then you start. Yeah. That's what Slovember's for. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I did. I went. It was a couple of weeks ago. I went back up looking for another bear, but I don't know. It's it's tough, dude. I feel like I see bears everywhere, dude. And unless I'm bear hunting, yeah, never fails. Yeah. So, but yeah, now I'm just trying to duck hunt. Except, like I said, the refuges are. I don't know. It's got me a little frustrated. I can't. I could imagine. It seems like. Well, usually my game, like usually my game plan is like, cause I don't know what my deal is, but I never draw resis, dude. So I just, I just take my trailer up, and and park at one of the refuges, and then I'll do lotto like at a few different places every every night that I go out there, and then uh, just barbecue and have some drinks and chill and like try to have fun with it, you know, and then yeah, and then just go hunt whichever place I have the best number at the next day. And it's it's usually pretty chill. Sometimes I'll stay the whole weekend and just do that. And then, um, but you can't park your trailer anywhere right now. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I have no resis. I can't really do the lotto unless I drive back and forth every night. So I'm just filling in on the afternoons and it's, you know, that's always tough. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's frustrating. It is. I, you know, hopefully this seems like everywhere else in the united states is back to normal except uh so hopefully it doesn't last too much longer yeah well with never mind i don't even want to get into politics but <laughs> old gavin newsom <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> i knew where you're going yeah, freaking our dictator buddy. dude that's our buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man we need to recall that fucker i know it. Mm. nothing you can do about it right now hopefully i know oh well it is what it is yeah, it seems like everybody I talk to wants to move out of Cali, but and I don't know. I go through those phases too, and I want to, but I don't know. In the in the end, you can't really just move to get away from politics. You know, you, it history shows that like politics change over time. So like, you know, I mean, we have a long way to go to get politics to change around here, but I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, the problem is we're losing all our voters. They're all moving. Yeah, well, I feel like. On both sides, everybody's moving, and the people, <laughs> yeah, it's like they vote for all this shit, and then they're like, oh, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to leave. And then go do that to the next state. Yeah, it is. So, like, Idaho and, like, like I swear, Bozeman, Montana is going to turn into California real quick here, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's moving there, dude. I know it. It's ridiculous. Thanks to Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, that show's great. But... Anyways, man, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to cover, dude. I mean, we kind of went through. I, ha- I I did actually make a list on this one. I didn't really. Sometimes I just kind of wing these things. Yeah. On this one, I kind of made like a little list of things I wanted to talk about, but we went through it pretty quick, dude. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about. No, I mean, I mean, we're at almost 40 minutes, so it's a good, good, yeah. a good podcast. A good I know. Listen. Yeah, it's weird. It's like some of them turn out like, you know, 30 minutes and some are like, I've had a couple go to two hours. But honestly, like, I think most people 
would rather listen to one that's like around 30, 40 minutes because it's something that they can knock out and listen to in, in one drive, you know, in the car. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. The long ones, you know, you listen to like a Joe Rogan podcast and it's like some cool guy. <laughs> It's yeah. like three hours long. You're like, gosh, dang, dude. dude like, who? I'm enjoying this, but this is painful. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't listen to him that long, dude. I mean, I mean, I guess I could over multiple days or something, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover. I mean, I think I'm good, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, no, I definitely appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, like I said, I'm just trying to get this podcast going. It's it's gaining traction. I mean, every episode, it seems like there's more more listens. So um, it's doing good so far. And I know you're kind of getting your thing off the ground with the Golden State thing. So hopefully, you know, maybe this yeah. helps a little bit or, or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, no, hopefully it's a win-win. Hopefully some guys go your way from me and, and vice versa, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I, I really enjoy doing podcasts. I was talking to uh, actually Corey down at Tangle Free today and, you know, uh-huh. we were talking, it's like such a new school thing, but uh, man, it really, it helps business. People hear you, they listen to you, you know, they can, they can kind of tell what's going on where, you know, before you're just putting an ad out there and hoping yeah. to get someone to bite off an ad. Well, here they can, they can hear stories, they can hear that. So no, I'm, I'm a big fan of podcasts. And, yeah enjoy doing them enjoy talking to people listening to different stories telling stories uh, no i appreciate it yeah man i think a lot of people have a lot to learn from i know i learn a ton from listening to just random podcasts and it's just i don't know it's fun it's always fun hearing hunting stories and stuff like that but you know i don't know i i, I really do like hearing like all the local stuff going around on around here like you just just hearing other people's success and like seeing what other people are up to and like you know they're in the general area and it's it's pretty cool to hear i think oh and that's what's great about california you know a lot of people uh outside of california don't realize you hear california you think san francisco la yeah you know (laughs) that's it oakland but they don't i mean that's kind of my neck of the woods but for the most part they don't realize how vast it is how how wild it is how good a hunting it is and you know i mean some of the best hunters ever and some of the best huntings here in california yeah i mean we got giant mule deer you know yep good tool i mean tule elk roosevelt elk i mean across the state it's awesome hunting great weather and unfortunately you know politics is the downside to it but as far as the states out there it's hard to beat california yeah i know you you go to the midwest and a mountain out there's you know 600 feet tall yeah <laughs> you know they call oh that's it's like when i'm out in oklahoma they got the wichita mountains it's like they're they're rock piles <laughs> <laughs> You're like dude that's you a know? hill man that's not a mountain yeah that's that literally looks like a friggin rock quarry dude <laughs> no mountain no they're cool though uh yeah. i do those mountains are pretty cool i got to spend some time around them and stuff like that but definitely california's it's hard to beat dude it's uh it's kind of like what I tell people, like from the Bay Area is a perfect example. Within a three-hour drive, I could do anything I want, you know. I'm right next to the ocean. You can go surf. You can go fish the ocean. Yeah. You can go snow. You can go surf the ocean and and snowboard in Tahoe the same day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can be in 70-degree weather surfing and then be in the mountains snowboarding or vice versa. You could go be riding dirt bikes in the high desert or yeah. in the redwood forest or in the valley chasing ducks or on the sack river or all these other little rivers chasing trout and you yeah. know i mean california's definitely hard to beat as far as it's uh it's you know 
uniqueness and it's definitely different areas across the whole state. Yeah. Yeah, people always jump to politics and like their opinion on California just it always breaks down to politics and it's like, dude, the only like you said, like SAC, San Francisco and LA are like the only areas like that, dude. The the rest of the state is freaking farmland and like hunting red paradise you know it's like yeah exactly yeah <laughs> state of jefferson dude all the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man no it's uh it's it's funny because it's i mean i do understand why it's looked down upon our politics are absolutely crazy yeah uh, we have a lot of crazy people but crazy people enjoy comfortable weather and we definitely have the best of that <laughs> seriously dude every time i we talk about moving and uh, we like like we look at like uh you know, like income, um, and like cost, like, like comparisons. And it doesn't make sense, dude. Like, I swear every time we look into it, I'm like, dude, it doesn't, we would, we would end up struggling more moving there and the weather wouldn't be as good. Like people forget about the weather here, man. It's like, it is pretty consistent and it's really freaking nice, man. I mean, you can go to the snow and have cold weather and enjoy that. Or like you said, yeah, but you don't, I don't know, man. It is really yeah, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You get to. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's uh, you know it's it's like that's what I try to tell people all the time. California is like one of the coolest states. Unfortunately, you know, politically, it's pretty it's pretty shit upon. But even in the fishing world, you got like NorCal, SoCal, SoCal's like tuna and mahi mahi, and you know all sorts of these warm water fish that are tropical, you know? Yeah. And then Northern California, you're hosing sturgeon and s- salmon and rockfish and all this other stuff. And it's like just the vastness of one state is pretty incredible. Yeah. No, you're right. It really is, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, where, where else can you go catch king salmon, you know, and then the next day go catch a 300-pound bluefin? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, only in California can you do that. Yeah, that's true, uh, man. Yeah, hey. I mean, and same with hunting, you know. Same with hunting. I know. There's like antelope on one side of this, you know. Yeah. Antelope running around, and then and yeah, antelope and bears and you know <laughs> mountain lions. You can't hunt those. Yeah. No shit. They need to change that, man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's never gonna change. Now there's now there's wolves running around. Mm-hmm. People are seeing him all the way down in, like, Tahoe area. Yeah. Like, dude. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do think that the big game numbers are, like, down. Like, deer numbers, I don't know. It's tough, man. Like, deer hunting has been rough for me anyways. I mean, I'm still, like I said, this is my fifth year into into deer hunting, so I'm still learning, you know, but... You know, when you go you go to Colorado or Wyoming or something and you see like, you know, 60 freaking deer in a day or more. <laughs> and here you're like, uh, yeah, for I was gone for a week and I saw five does. <laughs> yeah, they're also just nothing but miles. It's literally from like, you get over the Sierras, get out of Nevada. You know, once you hit like Colorado, even up there it's not much, but pretty much all corn. The whole middle of the country is corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And deer like corn. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, huh? And it's pretty easy to see them in a cornfield. Yeah. Not like our trees. I know, dude. That is the thing, huh? 
Oh yeah, I mean they're driving around, you know, last light. A lot of a lot of them, you know, they're hunting cornfields. They're coming to the corn to eat. It's yeah, it's all easier flat. to see than hunting, you know, in the mountains in the Sierras. That's true, man. That's a good point. Yeah, they're all flat and like just hills and just flat land. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to easy to get binoculars out and see shit and that, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but anyhow. But yeah, man, appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I like what you're doing, man. I I think uh, where so where can people find you at? I mean, I know where to find you at because that's how I found you. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know my website www.goldenstateguideservice.com, Instagram goldenstateguideservice.com, Facebook goldenstateguideservice.com. Right on, nice. Yep, or Charlie Barberini on any of those platforms, dude. Yeah, yeah. Either way. And then, uh, and then you have, do you have your own YouTube thing going or? You know, I've put some stuff up, um, but I need to, I need to get on the YouTube a little harder. I am not much of a YouTuber. Yeah. No, <laughs> no dude. You don't want to do the, the vlogging? No, no. You? In fact, <laughs> I've actually got some subscriptions. Me and, me and my old captain when I was a deck in Alaska accidentally caught a killer whale and put it on YouTube and it went like viral. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Yeah, that's about all I've got on YouTube is a killer whale eating a halibut at next to the boat. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. But, uh, no, I definitely need to work on the YouTube. I think it's a it's a cool platform, getting videos out there, you know. It's kind of yeah. just, like, just like podcasts. You can see it, you know, just like a podcast, you can hear it. There's stuff to see. Uh, definitely good for a business. So Hell yeah. that's kind of my next thing to work on is making making some little videos. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Well, shit, man. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll be we'll be talking. I'll be trying to book a hunt, probably probably not this season, probably next season. And then, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll be looking out to see if you get that fishing thing going, and we'll see we'll see where that goes. Maybe I'll awesome. Yeah, if you get that going on, maybe I'll have you back on, uh, talk about that, and get that thing. Maybe try to promote it a little bit or something. Yeah, awesome. I'd love that, man. We could talk a little fishing. Hell yeah. Sounds well, good. Well, right dude. on, bud. I appreciate you. Yeah, you too, dude. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at Blue Collar Harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>